Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, May 16th, 2022. Where in the world did revival from the Bible come from? Why are we doing this podcast every day? Why are we doing this reading program? Well, today we come to the verse where even the idea of revival from the Bible comes from. And it's not every day. In fact, well, it's the only day this year we'll be looking at this verse. And so I thought it was a good time for us to think about what are we even doing here and why are we doing this thing called revival from the Bible? And we're going to see that as we look at our Old Testament passages today, Psalm 19 and Psalm 21. Now, Psalm 19 is often broken down into two parts. The first part deals with God's special revelation, even just uh, how he has revealed himself through creation. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. But the second half of the psalm then begins to deal with special revelation and specifically with the word of God. And you see right there in verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. And part of the reason we're doing this podcast is because God and his providence brought this passage into my life at a pretty early age and an early point in my Christian development. I became a Christian in fifth grade back in 1998. And as I started reading the Bible, and that was really one of the first things God did in my heart after becoming a Christian was giving me a desire on my own without mom or dad telling me to, to start reading the Bible. And one of the first passages, and we all have favorite passages in the Bible, one of those first passages that God really brought to me was here in Psalm 19, starting in verse seven with those words, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. And one of the earliest convictions that I formed as a Christian was, hey, God's word is a good thing. And reading the Bible, studying the Bible, meditating on the Bible, um, It's a get to, not a got to. It is a privilege. Reading God's word is not a chore. It is one of the most amazing things that we can do because of the nature of what we're dealing with. And one of the passages that describes the nature of what we're dealing with more than any other in all the Bible is right here in Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect. We are dealing with something here that is perfect. And you know what it does? It revives your soul, right? That is something that we need. Another verse uh, that gives this idea is Psalm 119, verse 25, when it says, my soul clings to the dust. And some translations put it, give me life according to your word. One translation puts it, revive me according to your word. And we all feel that sometimes when our soul clings to the dust, But what will revive us? What will breathe new life into us? The law of the Lord, the word of God. It is perfect. And it is also sure, making wise the simple. 
Where are you going to go and find wisdom in this world? The first place is in the testimony of the Lord, what God has said, what he has affirmed to be true. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, right? When you're working on something and it, it, you know, you're, you're working on a puzzle and you can't quite get the right pieces. And finally, when it does, you go, ah, oh, right. There's a, this is right. My heart rejoices because a problem has been fixed. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. I mean, don't we have just to be totally frank, a lot of stupid rules in our world. You know, who who came up with this rule? Why is this there? It doesn't make any sense at all. And that might frustrate you in your job or, you know, uh, with building codes or, or something. You might just look, wait, what, why all these rules? But when we look at the Bible, what we say is, no, all of these rules, they're true. They're righteous all together. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warmed, warned, and keeping them there is great reward. So there, even at the end, we start to see why God's word is so valuable, not just because it is good in and of itself and it adds knowledge, but it will change your life. When you listen to what the Bible says, you are kept from so many wicked and evil things that want to destroy your life. You are warned, but also in keeping them, there is great reward. Not just, you know, hey, good report card, little Christian, but there is reward in living life the way God has intended it. There is love, joy, peace, and and all the other fruits of the Spirit to be found in listening to God's word and in keeping what it says. And so that's really where this podcast is coming from. It's coming from uh, really just a heart that, and this is what God did in my life as an early Christian, convincing me that God's word is good. Being in God's word is a privilege. And I really want to see more and more people come to experience that. That's why we're doing this podcast. So more and more people can say, man, I love God's word. And that's where I know some people that they've made an honest effort. Okay, I need. I know I need to read my Bible, but uh, when they read, it's it's hard. Maybe sometimes in some places it is hard to understand or, okay, I read this now. What do I do with it? And that's what this podcast is trying to help with is to show you, hey, these are some good things to think about from what you read today. These are some reasons to worship God because of what you read today. These are some things to be encouraged by or to be convicted by from our reading today. Uh, Partly just as an example, so hopefully you can do that more and more on your own. Which again, I really want to encourage you, if listening to this podcast is about the extent of your Bible intake, I really want to encourage you. There is so much more. This is meant to be an encouragement to you in your Bible reading, a help to you, not a replacement of it. Right, because uh, if if this is the limit, you I mean you're selling yourself short. You're robbing yourself of the pleasures and the privileges that would come from digging into God's word. Do you hear what it says there in verse ten? More to be desired are they talking about the word of God than gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. 
You know, basically what we're trying to do here today, we're, we're like the free sample station at Costco. What I'm trying to do is, man, try this. Man, isn't that good? Well, hey, we got a whole freezer full of it back here. Go get some more. That, that's what we're doing on this podcast. Hey, here's a little sample. Go. There's, there's more where that came from when you dig into God's word, when you read it, when you study it, when you meditate on it. What we're doing here is giving out a few little gold flakes and then saying, hey, here's a pickaxe. Go dig because there's gold all over the place in here. But you're going to have to dig to get more out of it. So that's really just a little bit of my heart behind this podcast, that it really would be something that helps you and and motivates you on your own to dig even deeper into God's word because it's it's honey, it's sweet, it's gold, it's a treasure. So get in there and, and you will find it won't just change your mind or, or change your attitude. It will change your entire life. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. That's why we often say we want revival from the Bible not to be just the name of this reading program or the name of this podcast. We really want it to be a reality that you experience every day. Revival from the Bible in your own heart, in your own life. So I hope Psalm 19 sticks out to you today. Psalm 21 is kind of a regal, kingly psalm. You'll see some of these uh, written since David wrote a lot of these. Solomon wrote some psalms, uh, you know, kings writing these. And he says, O Lord, in your strength, the king rejoices in your salvation, how greatly he exults. For you have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. Uh, And that's where... You know, you might not be a king and be able to rejoice in how God set a a crown of fine gold upon your head. But remember what David also says, he crowns our life with loving kindness. So use Psalm 21 as an example in your own prayers of how to thank God for the ways he has crowned your life with loving kindness, even though it's probably not with a literal crown. And then in the New Testament today, we're looking at Matthew 26, 69 through 75, Mark 14, 66 through 72, Luke 22, 55 through 65, and John 18, 25 through 27. And one of the main things we are seeing today is Peter's denial of Jesus Christ. I mean, this is no shock to probably any of you because you have read this, you have heard this before, you know that Peter denies Christ, but now we see it happen. One thing that stood out to me from reading this familiar passage today was in Luke's recording of these events. And after he denies Christ for the third time, the rooster crowed. And in verse 61 of Luke 22, it says, and the Lord, Jesus, turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he said to him, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And I mean, that that amazed me because what's going on with Jesus at this time? Uh, well, he's in the middle of this mockery of a trial where he is being falsely accused. He is about to be mocked, beaten, uh, and crucified. And yet what is he doing? He's checking in with his eyes on Peter. He knows what's going on with Peter and he looks at him. That's amazing. Just that even the Lord in the midst of all he was going through was thinking about Peter. He was looking at Peter, right? And we know obviously that there was uh, in that moment, there was condemnation 
And at least that's what Peter felt. He goes out and he weeps bitterly because the look of Jesus reminds him, oh no, I've done what I said I wouldn't do, right? And when we are in sin, that there is a look of condemnation from Christ, right? But also in that look, I we know from what, what goes on in the rest of the story is that there's also a care that Jesus has uh, for Peter. And ultimately there is a love that will lead to restoration. And so may that be an encouragement to you, even as you deal with sin in your own life. Hey, Jesus is seeing you. And when you are in sin, he's not shrugging off your sin. It's not like, oh, that's no big deal. No, Jesus knows your sin and it grieves him and it should grieve you. But also even in that, Jesus cares for you and his heart for you, if you're a Christian, is to restore you, to help you grow and for you to know his grace and for you to know the reality of holiness at work in your life. So one little nugget there from reading that account of Peter as uh, Jesus looks at Peter in the midst of his sin. And may that be a reminder to us of how Jesus sees us in our moments of failure. And that should bring probably some tears to us, but also some hope to us as well. And I hope that you see today, and the law of the Lord is perfect, revives the soul. So get your pickaxe, go dig in to God's word today, meditate on it day and night. It will change your life. It will revive your soul. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.